the rest. Now here's the best. Stay tuned, sports podcast. And hello there, you stay tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here. And for a third straight week, we got the Kinger. Kinger's back. Hey, how you doing, brother? Pretty good. How about yourself? Still here. Uh, 41 now. Yeah, so that's, that's here right. We are past the threshold uh, uh, last Thursday. So uh, here we are. And uh, now, now, now into securely into the 40s. And, uh, and everything sucks. <laughs> <laughs> My knees suck. Everything hurts. Uh, I don't like it. Um, I feel old. Uh, I look old. Actually, no. I take that back. Oh, I don't you look you old. don't look old. You, I got a baby face. It's the, yeah. it's the one good redeeming value that I do have is that I do have quite the quite the baby face. I I, um, I will say uh, you. I think you posted a picture of yourself as a baby on the on Facebook, and I showed it to my oldest. And he goes, "Oh, what a cute baby!" I said, "Yeah, that's that's kidding." He's like, "What happened to him?" <laughs> I, to be fair, outside of the beard and mustache, I look the same. Yeah, <laughs> got the same bald head, you know. And I got, you know, again, like I said, I got a baby face. So I look, I look relatively similar to that baby picture I posted. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, that's it. You know, just, uh, I'll, I'll uh, tell you what, you hanging around the. You, you, uh, your your fiance took you out for your birthday dinner. I'll tell you, it's the some of the pictures she posted of you and some of the dinners and everything. Uh, you look a lot better than Tom Brady lo- does right now. Um, I don't know what's going on with Tom Brady. That dude's uh, like, I I don't know what happened to his hair. That's the thing is I don't know if he's getting plugs or. If it's just a bad hair day or what the hell happened, but he came back from that eleven-day hiatus, and he, I, I, I don't know, I don't know what happened. What I don't about, know what happened. Didn't so, it look like his cheeks were kind of like sunken in, like he kind of starving himself. Some people thought it looked like he might have gotten some uh, some uh, cosmetic surgery. That that's, was a rumor floating around. That's what it looked like to me. Um. You know, uh, there's uh, one of the biggest rumors everybody was saying is like, oh, he's on the mass singer. No, he fucking wasn't. Stop. Uh, Can we confirm that? What's that? Can we confirm that? Because I I wouldn't mind seeing him on the mass singer. Uh, I don't think he would have left training camp for 11 days to be on the mass singer, despite what anybody says. And then obviously hearing him talk to the media and just kind of looking at him. Uh, yeah, I don't think that whatever was going on these past 11 days was, uh, was the mass singer, whatever it was, uh, it wasn't Tom Brady sitting in a, in a banana suit, uh, singing, uh, uh, tutti frutti or whatever the hell that they do over there. Like that's not that it just, just, I don't get that vibe. You know, he wasn't like. I feel like if that was the case, especially the way Tom's been the last couple of years since leaving New England, he would have been a little bit more, more coyish and yeah. you know, but a little more playful and things like that. That's not what he did. He's like, I'm 45 years old. I got shit going on. You know, that I, I, was basically his answer. Which, to be fair, if you've ever talked to anybody who is in their mid 40s, <laughs> like, hey, what's going on? What happened to you? And he's like. I'm old man. I got shit going on. It's like, that's that's what it is. He gave the old man answer. I, I, so, just, I just hope he's not doing the the Raiders Antonio Brown off season training. 
Remember how much that I don't even know what that is. Remember how he showed up with the the frostbitten toes and oh yeah he did the front yeah he tried to do the cryotherapy yeah. and did all that yeah but see here's the other thing tom brady's not insane so yeah like he's got a healthy mental condition you know he he's he's mentally healthy unlike uh unlike antonio brown so uh i will i will give i will give him that the the benefit of the doubt when it comes to uh you know anything like that like yeah. i i don't know what happened i don't know if it was a family vacation i don't know if he was getting hair plugs or some other kind of cosmetic surgery i don't know if he was some part of secret fight club uh <laughs> and and that's why he looks all disheveled and 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 whatever like uh if i i don't know if maybe he pulled off the aaron Rodgers uh uh, the mushrooms, you know, a Peruvian journey going down there, <laughs> taking some ayahuasca, sitting in the mountains for a couple of days, <laughs> reconnecting with nature. Like maybe that's what he was doing. I don't know, and I don't think any of us are gonna know until Tom wants us to know. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, like he and the people that he has around him are good enough at, at keeping that stuff uh, close to the vest. I imagine at some point we'll probably find out what the hell it was in, in an ESPN documentary two years from now when yeah. they do his final retirement or whatever. But uh, as for now, uh, you know, watching his series in that Colts game, uh, last preseason game, looked good. Yeah. You know, like I said, uh, he's still I didn't slinging see, the ball. He still looks good. I didn't see any preseason games. I, I was cooking, actually, for um, at my dad's restaurant on Saturday. And it was... Uh, 7, 7.30, something like that. Eagles came on, and everybody's like, hey, Jimbo, the Eagles are on. And I turn around, and I'm like, yeah, okay, you know, I don't care. Come home, and I just happened to go on Twitter, I think it was, and Eagles post it. Halftime, Miami Dolphins, 27 nothing. I'm like, we're in mid-season form already. <laughs> well, here's the thing, like, again, it was the third, the, the, the thing is, now that they've bumped it down to three, see, see this is the, there used to be like a, there was a rhythm. There was an order to preseason games. Yeah. Like you had the first game, which was what it was. All right, fine. You be, you know somebody's in for your starters might be for a series uh, or something like that, and then it's all switched over. The second preseason game, they begin for a quarter. Yeah, you know, they you play get a little, little bit, bit more. more of a rhythm there, and then the, that third preseason game is where they'd begin for a half, maybe even three quarters. Get a real feel of the offense. You get a real like, like a like almost like an actual game. Yeah. Uh, and then the fourth preseason game was the throwaway. Was okay. Let's throw everybody who's on the bubble out there and see who we're going to keep and who we're not going to keep. So it usually was a garbage game. Yeah. Now with just everybody having the three preseason games, like every every team is doing something different. Some teams have you know they they want to start their starters a little bit more in the first two preseason games or not the last one other ones won't start anybody in the first one they'll do some in the second and then they'll do heavy in the third one some will do uh nobody in the first everybody will play in this in the second preseason game for like a long one that, that'll be like what the the third preseason game used to be yeah they'll play like two a, a half or, or three quarters and then again the last preseason game becomes a uh uh a throwaway game of just like evaluating who else is on the roster. Yeah. But it's so discombobulated now because of all that. Plus you have a lot more of the inter inter squad scrimmages happening as well, trying to fill in some of that. It's just 
it's it's a lot more confusing and you can, and that's it like you can't even say like all right third week of preseason at least we'll get some good games yeah like there's there's not even that so and, and i wonder if that's why they do more inter-squad practices than in the past i mean if you think about it in the past i would say maybe five years ago it was only maybe four teams five teams that would do the inter-squad practices now it's almost like the whole league no so, it's become because it's something that the teams can control you can't control preseason games. You can't. That's you know. You got officials out there. Uh, the the, the well, pace they, of everything is separate. Everybody the else. In. When you have the scrimmages, you have it where you know the the team set it up. You know, okay, we're gonna do this drill. We're gonna do you know this is the scenarios. This is this 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 and this and yeah. And that's why they they do that. I think more often. And I think here's the thing: if the NFL gets that 18th game. Which they're pushing for. We're either going to obviously either the preseason is going to get knocked down by a game to two games, or they may just eliminate preseason altogether. And then that's what you're going to end up having is having like the inter squad scrimmages during August during the training camp. And then so, they'll just go in. So I think we're getting to the point where you have to like preseason is getting pretty close to useless. Yeah. Like it was useless anyway. But I mean, at this point, it's there's really no reason for it other than the owners getting uh, uh, full ticket prices from their fans. Yeah, and ten dollar beers. You know, and that's the thing that sucks about it is that if you want to be a season ticket holder, you have to buy the preseason games. Yeah. So that's even worse. Like it's so unnecessary. Like it's just it, the only reason they're doing it is is for money yeah to, to recoup some money that they might lose if, if they have to add an extra bye week you know when the, but see I, I thought they had 18 weeks this week this year they have 18 weeks but 17 games oh so they would go 19 weeks 18 games so then you would end up having what would end up having is you'd have 18 games that would be 20 weeks because you're going to add a, if they go 18 games they're going to add a second bye week okay i think guaranteed you're going to have a second yeah bye week. so I, I it's going to be a 20 to. week season you're gonna have eight, uh, 18 games, two bye weeks, uh, and I think at that point, you're gonna have to sit down and have a serious discussion. Like, okay, I think it's time we just ended preseason. Like, yeah. it, there's, it, it's it's gonna outlive its usefulness, especially if you can do the inter squad scrimmages and find out everything you would during a preseason. And, and that's the thing. Like, what? If they were to keep two preseason games around, what exactly would you get out of it? I mean, it's what are you it's not, getting? It's not exactly. enough film to to get out of there. What are you getting from these games that you wouldn't get from practices, from an inter squad practice, from anything else? Like, what it what is the benefit of having these games uh, before the season at this point? Like when it was four games, I get it, sort of. Even then. Uh, for most of my life, anyway, people were clamoring for like, man, these preseason games are just, they're useless, they're pointless, why are there four of them? Yeah. The, the, the best thing about the preseason was like, you get the Hall of Fame game and you get that first week of preseason games and you'd be like, all right, football's back. And seriously, after like the first series or two, you're like, well, this fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to go watch something else. Yeah. And then you just wait until September. Yeah. So that, like this idea that oh well we got you got to keep preseason. Why? What? What is preseason serves literally no purpose now. Well, 
there when it be- comes down to it to, to talent evaluation to all that kind of stuff preseason doesn't serve a purpose anymore there may be one team that wants to keep preseason football going and that's the the raiders i, I know who i know who you're talking about the raiders no not the raiders did you see about their past five draft picks henry ruggs is cut last year's first round draft pick was cut yeah what was his longwood or whatever yeah but he yeah. was but again these are those are the picks of mayock Mayock and Gruden. And, and this is the thing. How much of this do you lay as a Raiders fan? How much of that do you lay out Mayock's feet and how much do you lay at Gruden's feet? Because yeah. while Mayock was the GM, Gruden had final say. Yeah, but before Mayock, I, I think Gruden, because Gruden was there before Mayock came. No. They came they together? Came at the same time. I believe they came at the same time. Oh, okay. See, I was thinking uh, Gruden was there a couple of years before and had a couple good picks, and then Mayock came and and no, did it no, this. I believe they came at the same time, or Mayock might have been there a year before Gruden, actually. Well, so let me ask you this then: Who was the worst GM, Mayock for the Raiders or Gettleman for the Giants? Because, Gettleman, really? You think so? I mean, Gettleman by far. You, you missed five. Even Gettleman. Here's the here's the thing: whether or not Gettleman might have uh, made a bad pick or not, or reached. Uh, or anything of that nature. Um, the difference is, the Raiders are not in salary cap hell. Yeah, it, it's not so much the draft picks that hurt the Giants with Gettleman. It's all his free agent sightings that have we we have so much money tied up in and just think about and Kenny Galladay. Like the Giants can't get rid of him because of his contract. And I really thought that was a, a good signing, too. And he has such a cap hit that even if the Giants got rid of him, they still eat that money because nobody's going to take his full salary. His cap hit still stays with the Giants. Like, it, it's so bad. And that's only one example of many when yeah. it comes to, to Gettleman. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like, when, maybe I, I was asking more about the draft um, aspect even, of it. Even with the drafts, like, um, okay, if you're going to talk about, like, just draft, like, maybe as a draft, maybe even, I would have to say. Yeah. But, you know, because, uh, first of all, selecting Saquon with the second overall pick was dumb. Why though? I mean, at that point, he you don't ever. No, you don't draft a running back in the top five, especially at the top two. Would you still like, be? You just don't do it. Would you still be saying this if he was? Yes, the, the, because it's a, because you don't do it because of reasons like this that never works out. It never does, and you could have gotten him either later on, or you could have gotten another serviceable running back later on in the draft. What has Saquon done for the Giants? Now, granted, it's not Saquon's fault. Our offensive line has been absolute dog shit for years. Yeah. You know, and that goes to Daniel Jones, too. I think Daniel Jones actually is a good pick. Did they reach for him as well? Absolutely, they did. Yeah. They went, they took him way too high. But I still think Daniel Jones is a good, talented, massively athletic quarterback. Yeah. But when you put him behind an offensive line that's, you know, thinner than, than, you know, school toilet paper. Um, you know, what, what, what do you, you expect is going to happen? Oh, he's got to learn to hold on to the ball. 
Yeah, that's right. He has to learn to hold on to the ball as he's getting pummeled 70 fucking times a game because the offensive line can't block for him. Yeah. You know? So when it comes to so I'm not putting all the blame on the players, but in the positions that he drafted them, absolutely not. And you can sit there and say, well, what would have happened if Saquon turned out to be like an all-star running back? And, and that's great if he would have. But that still would have been too high of a pick. I mean, that's just common knowledge of some things you don't do is when, draft a running back that hot. When was the uh, when was a, uh, the last running back or a last running back that was drafted that high, though? Do you remember Ricky fucking Williams? Remember when the Saints drafted their entire draft Jesus class Christ, to get him yeah. number one? <laughs> and Dick uh, lighting up the cigar. Yeah. Oh, we got our guy. We got our running back. Everything. It's going to be smooth sailing from here on out. The fuck it was. <laughs> they must have been smoking some of that shit that Ricky was. <laughs> and now I think I think I just saw... running back first overall. Get the fuck out of here. And the Giants were only slightly less crazy than that because they drafted Saquon second. And they've both been about just as successful. Yeah, and because Williams really wasn't—I mean, he—he was—he was okay with New Orleans, but he really wasn't good. No, good. He, wasn't. He, went to Miami. he was injury prone. He didn't play well. He had a somewhat serviceable career once he went to Miami. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he, and he, you know, he was an average running back in the NFL. He was okay. He wasn't great. Yeah, no, he I wasn't mean, a number one overall fucking pick. That's yeah. for sure. You know why? Because there's no running back that's ever been a number one overall pick worthy. None. Now, you know, speaking of trades and, and things like that, obviously this past week was the last cutdown uh, for the NFL. And then you just you actually just brought this up to me a couple hours ago. I didn't get to see it. Um, Rager, the Eagles wide receiver, got traded to Minnesota. First off. Do you think they purposely sent him to Minnesota because of all the comparisons with Justin Jefferson? With Justin Jefferson? May, I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe maybe Minnesota was the only one that was willing to give something up for him. They, I believe it's a conditional seventh. Yeah. Uh, which means like if, if Rager actually turns into what the Eagles thought he was going to when they drafted him above Justin Jefferson for some fucking reason, <laughs> um, that it, I think it gets bumped up to like a fourth round pick or something. I, I didn't uh, get to see the the whole headline, but yeah, I did see a seventh round, and then it said something and and or twenty twenty four. So maybe the condition it bumps up to like a a year later fifth round draft pick or something like that. Yeah, I think it's like a fifth or fourth or something. Yeah, like that from what I from, that's from. Uh, here, Ian here's Rapa, the thing, though. Ian Rappaport. I, I I don't think he's a bad receiver. You know, is he a first round? Did draft you pick? think? Did you think that when he dropped that touchdown against the Giants? That would have won you guys the game, but see, and, and here's the here's the thing about Eagles fans and everybody knows this: we're very hard on first round talent. He was, you know, like he, we made him sound like he was Ortega Whiteside, who just got cut from Seattle. Um, this is, I, I think, a perfect situation for him. He he's going to a team that he doesn't have to be that number one guy that us Eagles fans wanted him to be because we took him over Justin Jefferson. Because you took him as a number one receiver. That's why. But when you draft, listen, you can sit here and try to defend the guy all you want. But if you draft somebody to be a number one receiver, and then here we are, and he's your number five receiver on a depth chart to the point where you got to get rid of him. Yeah, like that's a failure. Is that a failure of the player? Is that the failure of the GM? Is that a failure of talent scouting? I don't know. But at the end of the day, 
when the fans see that somebody is drafted in that position, that immediately becomes okay. Then this is where we expect the talent level to be if you're being drafted there. And, and the problem is when it comes to drafting people, it's a fucking crapshoot. It always well, has. It been. is, yeah. I mean, you know, look at uh, Tim Couch going number one. <clears throat> um, Jamarcus Russell was supposed to be like the next, you know, change the the position quarterback. And granted, I mean, yeah, but people didn't do the dil- due diligence and see that he just loved coding. Yeah, like people didn't do that. <laughs> and that's the problem. Is like the 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 things were there for people to be like, hey, maybe there's a problem with this guy. And they're like, people overlooked it and said, yeah, but the upside is so great. The problem is when you're sucking down purple drank. <laughs> you're there, there, there. There is no upside. He was, you know, he was falling asleep in the team meetings. He didn't watch film. He didn't like to practice. He didn't do anything, and it showed. And also, he turned out to be almost heavier than than Jared Lorenzen. God rest his soul, the hefty lefty. Oh yeah, I, towards I the end him. of career, that fat bastard. <laughs> not not him, but Jamarcus Russell was. I mean, it, that was bad. Yeah. Again, that's a bad Raiders pick that goes all the way back to, uh, you know, uh, well, no, Gruden no, was gone by that point. Yeah, but. Gruden was gone. That might have been um, Callahan. Yeah, I think those was the Callahan. Yeah. But even so, like, when it comes to drafting, it's a crapshoot. We can sit there and you say, well, this guy's, a, this guy's a clearly this and this guy's clearly that. Sometimes they are. Like, when you look at and listen, even Peyton Manning, there was the debate of who was going to be better, him or Ryan Leaf. Yeah, I remember that debate, and I remember at the time as a teenager, seriously considering that Ryan Leaf could end up being better than Peyton Manning. But then, granted, you look back twenty some odd years later, I was a dumb fucking kid, <laughs> so yeah. clearly, yeah. But, but it, there it, was there it, was that option. There were people out there who legitimately said Ryan Leaf has more of an upside and can be a better NFL quarterback than Peyton Manning. But if the stress didn't get to him, that, that was his downfall. The stress of what? Being an NFL quarterback? Being a, a first-round top-five pick? Peyton Manning had that, pick. too. Yeah, but... but I, he was, Ryan Leaf was the number two pick. He was the number one. No, it's a first-round draft pick. Yeah, but so that was... Peyton Manning had the pressure of being a number one draft pick and being told, basically... You're going to be the savior of this franchise because people seem to forget for most of the 80s and the 90s, the Colts were fucking Browns bad. Yeah. You know, so you want to talk about what pressure? Well, if you can't handle the pressure, then you're a bad pick. And that's something that, again, people didn't do do a good enough due diligence on. That break, you know, that makes me think about the, 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 the punt god in Buffalo. Yeah. Like, apparently, there was all these stories about something that happened out at San Diego State. But, I, I mean, obviously, Buffalo didn't do the due diligence. They didn't either didn't listen or they didn't want to listen because the guys got a cannon for a leg, picked him up, and what was it, the, the fourth, fifth round, something yeah. like that, which is pretty high for a fucking punter. Uh, but, and then all this stuff comes out, and it's like, oh, well, what happened? And now you got to start all over. Instead of, if somebody just would have paid attention and been like, hey, there's some shit here. Maybe we, you know, so look at... L- let me ask you this. What are the punters we have? Because I, I was actually thinking about this 
yesterday or a couple days ago when that when the the story was breaking and everything like that. So obviously, all these NFL teams are are have tons of scouts to dig up any dirt to f- find out if this is the guy they want this and that. Do you think the NFL should uh, do some scouting as well? Make sure, like, okay, you know, here, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, all thirty-two teams, these players, we looked into too. We think they're clean. If you want to look more, go ahead. Kind of to, to no, weed that's, out. That's, that's impractical. First of all, when you think of how many college players are out there, how many players are out there doing that stuff, that's up to the individual teams. Each individual franchise has to. The NFL is. Just you know, the, they're the corporate office, but all the all the other teams. I mean, that's your that's your franchises. That's your McDonald's restaurants on the street. You know, yeah. So that's up to them to know what what they're doing, what they're getting, who they're hiring to do that. You know what I mean? Like the McDonald's corporate office doesn't look at every single person that a McDonald's franchise hires. Yeah, they don't do that. They entrust the franchisee. To hire the right people to work at that McDonald's, and you know sometimes they do. And if you watch some of these TikToks, sometimes you can tell. <laughs> sometimes they're not. Yeah. But that's but that's up to the franchisee, and that's basically what this is with the NFL. The NFL is the central hub, but it's not up to them to hire. Yeah, like I said, these 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 players aren't employed by the NFL; they're employed by these franchises. It's up to these franchises. To do the due diligence and to make sure who they're hiring is correct, and if it's not, then that's when the NFL can come in and say, "Hey, think you made a mistake? Here's some penalties for you." You know, yeah. like you have to be able to do that. And if you're not willing to, or if you're being willing to be willful, willful, uh, I can't talk. Take three. Willfully <laughs> ignorant. There we go. Got it. Out. <laughs> not even drunk. Uh, if if you're willing to just ignore. All the problems out there because well, guys just got great upside. Well, you know, you first of all, you can't like you can't do that, especially today. Yeah. Yes. Were there problems back in the day where people who probably shouldn't have been playing did some really horrendous shit and got away with it? No doubt. In a whole bunch of different sports and a whole bunch of different professions and whatever. But nowadays, with the internet, with social media. With the how everything is open and basically transparent, like there, there are you know there, there are issues where where people are accused of doing things that they didn't do. That is more of an issue, but like if you're if you're accused of having something done, and then there's some some clear and obvious evidence, as there was with uh, Mr. Ariza there, yeah, uh, with with his uh, with his accusations coming out of San Diego, um like that's you can't hide that so how buffalo missed it i don't know if that was something where they just didn't look close enough or didn't want to look close enough and that's where you get the difference of how much of what happened about actually drafting this guy and getting all that done how much of that was it's stuff that they missed or it's stuff that they just didn't want to see I was going to say, maybe they, they kind of looked the other way, hoping that it would not come out, you know, out in the open about maybe it would just kind of go away or, or, or whatnot. But how often has that ever happened in the history of ever? Well, something bad is going to happen. Yeah. Let's, let's hope it just goes, gets swept under <laughs> well, the rug. I mean, like you said, you know, t- 
10, 15 years ago, it, it, it really never came up. But, you know, lately, the past few years, it's it's coming up more and more often that we're seeing these players using their uh, celebrity status or, or, you know, sports athlete status as a, a power. I just, uh, you know, it's when, when you go into it, the draft is a, is a crapshoot. Yeah, I mean, if you do the due diligence, if you look at, if 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 you do all the work right, and here's the other thing too, like we're talking about how Buffalo missed something or wanted to miss something and didn't do the right things, and and that's whatever. But there's, I mean, there's seventy five, eighty percent of of draft picks and and teams who do the draft, who do everything right, who do the due diligence right, who look at all the statistics and look at all the scouting reports and do everything like that and make their picks turn out to be wrong. Yeah. Like the, the, the you forget that when it comes to the draft, a very small fraction of these people actually end up becoming NFL players for two or three years or even longer. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> um, such a small number. Another story that kind of I, I think it didn't happen over the weekend, um the Aaron Aaron Donald thing. Was that over the weekend, or was that last week that we just didn't cover? Uh, I think, yeah, we. I, I don't think that, that was when we recorded last week. I think that might have been afterwards. So, I mean, did you see, like, the actual videos? Like, he actually connected with players with, with the helmets. Yes, he did. He was wailing away. Uh, even showed the, someone zoomed in on the one picture of the helmet, you know, shrinking down as he's uh, Miles Garretting somebody. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, so... Kind of taking a step back, to, you know, how the NFL is, you know, the hub and all that stuff. Do you think, I mean, by this point, something should have happened. He should have been suspended or something by this point. But do you think he should have been suspended being it was a inter-squad practice? Should have? Yes, absolutely. What he did was, listen, that's assault, brother. <laughs> yeah. Like At the end of the day, that's what it is. And if the only defense that's coming about out about it is that, well, it was a team practice and not in a game, so the NFL doesn't have jurisdiction. So we're going to leave it to the team to leave it. Get the fuck out of here! I, like this dude went doubles Mile Garrett on some yeah. motherfuckers, and and this is and 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 this is where we're at with this. Like you can't. Like I'm sorry. I mean, me personally, like, I, I think the Rams because uh, it, it boils down to the Rams are the only ones that could punish him in a way. They, I think they need to do something because. They're, well, they're not, they're not going to do anything. They're but not going to do anything. The thing is, okay, you got this incident. You had an incident last year during a game, I believe it was, where he was yeah, choking. Yeah, when he choked the motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he's he's shown... Uh, ...incidences where he can't keep himself composed. And, he had, and that's the other thing. You've seen his workout videos. What the fuck does he need helmets or choking somebody for? Just just pop the guy in the head. I mean, he's he's, so, he's a beast. But like here, like I, I I don't understand. And this is one thing I've uh, I I heard this on the Pat McAfee show uh, last week when this had happened, and he was coming out trying to defend it and just be like, uh, you know, you know, people get hot in the situation there. You know, just tempers running high, emotions running high, and. You know, something like that. It's just practice. You shouldn't be people. I can't believe people are trying to talk about him. You know, getting suspended. This is practice or whatever. And it's like, this is you know. I, listen, I love Pat. Uh, I love listening to his show. 
Yeah. But this is one thing where I got to disagree with him a thousand percent on is, you know, this is something that is dangerous. If he connects with somebody without the helmet, if he connects to somebody with a helmet and causes a cushion, because guess what? Nobody had the guardian caps on at this point, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately. So let's say, you know, with everything we're talking about, about CTE and player safety and stuff like that, when you have a motherfucker throwing helmets around like it's a goddamn mace, uh, trying to purposely not just injure, but like hurt people, like seriously hurt people, seriously injure people, you know, like, had the ability to cause some real serious fucking damage. Um, and then to come out and be like, ah, it's just, it's just hot tempered practice. If he had done that shit on Sunday night football, he'd have been suspended for, for 12, he'd have been suspended for Deshaun Watson time. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, the, the kind of joke in a way was Miles Garrett got, what, six games for one helmet, he should get 12 games for two helmets. And that's the other thing too, is that if you're Miles Garrett, I'm fucking fuming. Yeah. At this point. To see how I was vilified and I was made to seem like a thug and I was made to seem like I was just this this, you know, common criminal uh on a football field. But Aaron uh Aaron Donald is <laughs> he's just it's just a practice. It's just the tempers are high. It's it's fine. They'll get over. It. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like how is it? How is it that one is one is evil and thuggish behavior, and the other one is just ah, just got a little, just got a little heated in practice today. That's all. Like Boy, boys are going to be boys. But who, who do you? Yeah, who do you no, that's, who do you that's send? not that. The only what the only difference is that the NBC cameras weren't there. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, but who do you send to Aaron Donald to say, uh, excuse me, Mister Donald? That, maybe that's a big reason why. Yes. <laughs> Because there, there's gonna be a body missing after that. You're gonna be, you're gonna need a big motherfucker to walk up on him. And just be like, Here, here's your papers. You've been suspended. Because um, otherwise, that's the other thing too. Yeah, I'm not gonna be sending old uh, uh, pencil pencil neck McGee over. Yeah. Hey, like, hello, Mister Old uh, Mister uh, Aaron Donald. Uh, yes, I'm here from the NFL uh, home office here to let you know that uh, you've been suspended for eight games for your violent. <laughs> <laughs> hey Joe, can you come into my office, please? Yes, sir. What's up? Uh, I need you to deliver these papers to Aaron Donald. Uh, what's what's it about? He's gonna get suspended. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> well, allow me to allow me to submit my two weeks notice starting yeah. today. Actually, it's retroactive to two weeks ago. Bye bye. <laughs> oh Jesus. Um. So yeah, I mean, we we got NFL. What? Not not this weekend. Next weekend. Yes, uh, the a week from this episode drops on Thursday, so yeah. it'll be one week from this episode drop. Okay, so that uh, we get NFL football. That'll be uh, uh, the Buffalo Bills at the Los Angeles Rams. That's going to be a good fucking game. Now, is that the Amazon uh, Prime one? No, no, that's NBC. NBC gets the, the season opener. Okay, Amazon's first game is the following Thursday, which is also another banger. And that's going to be Kansas City versus uh, the Chargers. Oh, yeah. That should be good. That's going to be good. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too. With Amazon getting the Thursday night rights, uh, they were like, listen, we'll give you a billion dollars. We're, we're Amazon. <laughs> yeah. We can do that. Uh, you know, that's that's you know that's 20 bucks to Bezos. Uh, but we want, if we're going to do that, we want more marquee games. We don't want, like, what the traditional 
Thursday games yeah. have been, which is awful fucking game. Yeah. So if you actually look at the Thursday night schedule this year, it's a pretty meaty fucking schedule. Like Thursday night's going to be fun. And listening to the preseason game that Herb Street and Al Michaels did, uh, I liked them. I liked their chemistry together. Uh, you know, I think uh, some of the pregame stuff has to get worked out. You know, it's okay. a new thing. They got to work kinks out. Now, Pat, I, I like say, the presentation. I like the graphics. Uh, again, Al Michaels is is great uh, as a play by play announcer. I like Herb Street. I like Tim Cole in college games, so it's going to be fun to yeah. hear him call some of these NFL games. Uh, I I I like it, and I think it can only get better. Now, Al Michaels and Herb Street. That's NBC. No, that's not NBC. That's Amazon. That's Amazon. Okay. So you, as a, a logo guy, what do you think about Amazon's uh, Thursday night logo? Could have been better. Could have been worse. It leaves a lot to be desired. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It's very plain. It's very. So probably play the the safe route here. Uh, they, yeah, they seem to have gone just very, uh, kind of cut and paste. Very just. Here's a generic shield shape. Here's a generic font. Uh, and and off we go. So that's fine. I could see within the next you know three years or something they might revamp it okay and make it a little better i think this was kind of maybe just for now to see how it goes i do i will say this though i like one of the little touches i saw uh on on the game you know how like on the they have the on the field graphics with the first down marker and the yellow yeah. line and stuff like that and how they often have like that what down it is down in yardage to go okay <clears throat> the the amazon logo the amazon smile yeah goes in the direction that the team's going. Oh, that's cool. So, like, instead of having the first down, like, having the arrow saying first and ten on the field, it says first and ten, and then underneath it is the Amazon smile either going left or right, depending on which way the team's going. Yeah. I thought that was a cute little touch. Yeah, it's, it's something a different. Nice, it's Nice corporate synergy. Corporate <laughs> synergy. It's all about synergy, man. <laughs> um, corporate. So, I mean, even though college football started last week, are you starting to get butterflies, nervousness for Saturday night? No, because it's either going to... Listen, it's either going to be a good, fun game, uh, which I think that's what it's going to be. I don't understand how Notre Dame's a, a 17 and a half point fucking underdog. Uh, I think people are really, really on Ohio State. And listen, can Ohio State go out there and fucking thump Notre Dame at the horseshoe? Sure, they yeah. could. New, you know, Notre Dame's got a new coach. They got a new quarterback. They got a lot of new moving pieces. Like I, 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 I get it. Yeah. To where there might be some doubt, and plus, other people just hate Notre Dame. That's yeah. fine. Uh, but man, I, I can't see Notre Dame losing by seventeen and a half. And if they do, oh, it's going to be a long fucking season. <laughs> so that's kind of where I am. I'm like, listen, what's to get nervous over at this point? It's either Notre Dame keeps it close, or we win. In which case, the season's, you know, hey, listen. We're, if Notre Dame loses close or even wins, we're off to a great start, I think. Yeah. If we get blown the fuck out, the season's already over. Either way, we'll know. Listen. So it's to me, it's 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 you know, I'll make some buffalo bites, I'll get a beer, and I'll just sit and enjoy the game for what it is. Well, I mean, depending what time I get home, because I got to cook Saturday night. The game's at what seven thirty. Uh, yes, I, I think it officially kicks off at like eight. So, so if it's eight, I may miss 
the first quarter or whatever, I may actually do a live, you know, reaction show on. Uh, I was thinking of doing it too live. Uh, on like TikTok or something. Yeah, even TikTok, and either way. I'm not sure. Well, I don't think King's going to be there with me, but I'm going to actually be doing a, a live sh- uh, show at some point during Saturday's game. Um, have a big announcement coming, so make sure you guys tune into Facebook. Uh, make sure you like us so you get the notification that we're live. Did you get a $125 million fan duel deal too? No, I got one from Bet.us. Very, oh. very, very nice group from... Um, never mind. <laughs> 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 they told me if I, if I said their names, they'd break my legs. <laughs> oh, oh, that kind of that. Oh, we go, we're going back to the old school gambling ways. <laughs> the, the, the Joe Pesci and uh, De Niro. You're gonna take my thumbs, Charlie. You're gonna take my thumbs. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, as far as the game, I'm going into it with an open mind. I'm not gonna try to be the the 2012 championship game with you. <laughs> with one minute left, finally admitting that the game is over for us. We got a chance. You think we got a chance? No, Jimbo. Our chances ended about you know. Uh, 11 minutes in the second <laughs> quarter that game was fucking over. Um, but I, I'm, I am curious to see, you know, these players wanted Freeman to be the coach. They, you know, some of them even went to the AD, said, we want him to be a coach. I want to see that energy and, and that, that backing be shown on the field now from these players. Like, you you guys wanted him. You got him. Now show that you could, you know, play, play right. for him. And that's what I mean. And it's, listen, it's not that Notre Dame's lacking for talent. Yeah. Notre Dame has had some of the best draft class or draft classes, <laughs> recruiting classes. It's basically draft classes at this point. Yeah, they've had some of the best recruiting classes in the last couple of years. They have talent. Do they have the talent on par with Ohio State? Yeah. Everybody says right now no, but unlike in the NFL, we don't really have a preseason to see. We don't have a window to know what's going to happen. So, you know, is is Ohio State 17 and a half points better than Notre Dame? We don't know. Yeah. we. I mean, it's a, that's the the bottom line of it is we don't know. Now, so obviously, an Ohio State fan is going to sit there and tell you, of course we are. We're 30 and a half points better than those fucking Irish motherfuckers. <laughs> and you ask somebody from Notre Dame, and it's going to be like, of course not. I don't even understand how that four-week spread could be that high, kind of like I just did. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't know. You don't know. The people in Vegas don't know. Like nobody knows until they actually play the games, until they start getting a couple of these games under their belts. And that's what we talked about a couple of weeks ago when it came to the preseason polls. That the preseason poll in college is the most useless piece of shit thing in the fucking world because until they start playing a couple games, we don't know wh- where any of these teams stack up. Yeah. So again, I'm going into this with with kind of like you said, kind of like an open mind of just being like either it's going to be a, a, a promising start to the season, or I'm going to have to drink a lot more beer. But either way, <laughs> we'll know at that point. You know, um, I'm just hoping that it's not a blowout. Yeah, I, that's I, I, really the. I think that's all anybody can ask for when when they're watching a team is man. I hope it's not a blowout. And when everybody's telling you, man, they're going to get fucking blown out. It's like, well, I hope not. <laughs> you know, even though it may not happen. Listen, for all we know, Notre Dame could come out and blow them out of the fucking water. 
Dude, I will get hammered. Dude, if that happens, I'm walking around the street with my penis out. I'm just, just flopping it around, singing a Notre Dame fight song while I'm doing it. Just, Officer, I, pull, I, pull, I, pull, now again, pull up alongside you. I, like, can, I can say that because I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. <laughs> but again, we don't know. I, I, I'll laugh if we have one fan out and be like, Hey, King, remember that time you said that? Listen, it would not be the first time I paid off a really terrible, cringy bet. Oh, so. I, yeah, I remember. I remember one. <laughs> I told. Did I tell you that? Well, I don't know. Did from, I tell you from, the story from way back in the day? Yeah. Yep. The Giants. The Giants one. Uh, I'm not sure. I remember you had to dress up as a clown. I think that was you. From your, no, from the old podcast. No. Okay. No, that's not me. They wanted me to dress up as a clown. I never oh, did. It. Okay. No, this is, I'll tell you the story off there. It's a bad. One, but, <laughs> okay. Uh. uh but yeah, you know, so that's at the bottom line. Like we we don't know. Again, just like everybody said, go like uh, 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 Nebraska was a fourteen and a half point favorite over Northwestern. Yeah, and they lost again. Scott, I mean, Scott Frost is the guy get fired soon, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, how much longer? Can I watched you... that game, and the, the onside kick made no sense, and. Uh, that man blew two double-digit leads again, and and allowed Northwestern to to come back to win. Now again, I'm not saying Northwestern's a bad team. They seem to have this undulating good year, bad year thing when it comes to Northwestern. Yeah. But when you think about Nebraska and what Nebraska used to be, uh, when I was growing up, when you were growing up, you know Nebraska was a power. But we're talking 25 years now, maybe a little bit longer since Nebraska's been anything like 27 years. Yeah. Really, since Nebraska's been any sort of powerhouse, so like that that Nebraska mystique is gone, kind of like uh, kind of like like Miami's a little bit, but even though Miami's mystique is still kind of gone, they still you know they're still from Miami, so yeah, they're always still have they're that always going have for that. you. Nebraska has fucking corn, <laughs> like it's that's not the best, you know. And so if you're not winning, you're not going to really attract too many. Like, that's your thing, too. If Alabama wasn't winning championships, there's not a whole lot of reason to go to fucking Tuscaloosa, Alabama. You know? Yeah. So. Um, so I think that's probably going to be it for us. Uh, wanted to talk about the Jake Paul out Anderson Silva fight, but maybe we'll save that for next week or something because that's going to be a shit show to begin with. But uh, uh, anything with a Paul is going to be. Except I'll tell you what. Uh, Logan is a pretty good wrestler. I'll give him that. Yes, I, I, I don't like him. I'll give him that. He, I think he's going to do very well in WWE. I'm definitely going to start really uh, watching some WWE, especially if they're coming to Philadelphia. What next? It's getting better, dude. 24. Triple H took over, and it's getting good. It's, it's starting to get much must watch again. Yeah, it really is. I've missed a couple ones, and then I've seen what happens the next day, and I'm like, fuck, I missed it. It's like. <laughs> Starting to get good, good. So I'm gonna, uh, you know, I, I think this is this is the time to start jumping back into it now. Yeah. So before we go though, head over to StayTunedSports.net um, for all of our social media accounts on the right hand side there. Like I said, I'm gonna do a Facebook Live thing Saturday. That's a good way to uh, click on there to you know follow us and things like that. We have the merch tab up top. www.BuyMeACoffee.com/stsports. Just another way to show your support for the show. Check King out on, on Twitter and all his graphic designs that he could make for you guys. Um, well, this is the thing, too, right, with the buy me a coffee thing. If all you do, 
if you like the show, you enjoy us, and especially if you like, I mean, come on, who doesn't love Jimbo? Listen to <laughs> listen to this this young man right here doing so good. Listen, I'm uh, a year behind you. Know, <laughs> what you know, and just what your donations do, even the smallest ones, go to help getting better equipment, more equipment, more things that will help make the show better. Maybe more visual equipment that can then go into having a visual podcast along here with the audio one. So you can watch us on YouTube or we can do more of the uh, watch alongs and things like that. So your help, if you like us, if you like Stay Tuned Sports, those little donations help a ton. So definitely think about just, again, doesn't have to be a lot. Five bucks, throw five bucks. That's why it's a cup of cup of coffee. Cup of coffee, you know. Thanks, Sally Struthers. That was that was that was, that was my macho man. I was trying though. My throat's sore though. I'm in charge, you know. I'm talking a lot. So um, yeah. So I, I guess we'll we'll get going here. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. But like I said, make sure you guys keep an eye on Facebook because I'm I'm still trying to learn the Twitter and the YouTube with uh, the live thing. But uh, Saturday during the Notre Dame game, make sure you guys tune into Facebook. King, I will see you next weekend. It was nice having you on the show again. Hey, man. A pleasure as always. See you guys later.